Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 11 of the uh, Gary Talks To series. This one's titled Hate Kills. It's a cheery subject, but I'm glad to have you here, but I have to warn you, I'm not going to be my usual cheery self. The reason is because on this very beautiful early September afternoon, I want to talk to you about the ugliest thing there is, racially motivated violence and murder. The recent mass killings in Jacksonville are a good place as any to start on this terrible topic as uh, just about any other, I suppose. So please, please ride along with me and see how this goes, and I will see you at the very next stop. Okay, uh, I hope we didn't lose any uh, riders along the way on uh, on this ride that was uh, into a very ugly past that has fueled a very ugly present. Like I said, the recent uh, racial murders in Jacksonville are going to be our starting point for today's discussion into how the past predicts our future, especially when it comes to race. I am well aware that every sentient being in this country is aware that these killings are going on. But while some mourn for the loss, others seem to celebrate it or uh, not even notice it at all. So let me set the scene. August 26 uh, was another hot and humid Florida day, just one on a long line of summer days that move at such a leisurely pace down there. <laughs> when I lived in Hawaii, we had a name for that. We called it Hawaii time meaning the pace was slow and unhurried, calm and peaceful, friendly. But this particular Sunday was not to be so. On this particular sunny Sunday, August afternoon, Angela Carr, an Uber driver, parked her car to go into the Dollar General store and do a little shopping. Inside, a, a kid named Arnold Laguerre Jr., or uh, AJ to his many friends, was working inside, and a man named... Uh, Gerald Galleon was approaching the store to do a little shopping as well. But then along came a young white man, an empty vessel who had been programmed by constant bombardment from the MAGA Nazis. He committed an act of terror that would intertwine these three innocent people together. You see, he shot Mrs. Carr dead, or Miss Carr, I should say, before she even left her vehicle. Then he went inside and shot and killed AJ turned and shot and killed Gerald as he entered the front door of the store. A.J. was 19, Gerald 29, young men with a lot of life left in them, a lot of living yet to do, as was Ms. Carr, who was just a few years older. But this terrorist decided they were not worthy to live in his country. So, uh, so he went and robbed the community of their lives. They will contribute nothing anymore. They will comfort no one who needs them. They will never make someone smile or hear their children's laughter. Their parents are putting them in the ground, and there's nothing that can change that. Nothing. Ever. And then this white nationalist piece of crap, MAGA-Nazi bastard, took the uh, ultimate coward's way out and took his own life. Couldn't face it, I guess. I will not say his name. I will not give his memory any notice at all as the ripples from this horror spread throughout the community. 
I'm going to have to take another break here as I get kind of emotional about this and I need to just take a break and a breather. There is no sense. There is no reason. There is only hate. And hate kills. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back with you now. I had to go throw a little water on my face and get my voice back. Okay. You know, I've been lucky. I've spent a great part of my life traveling around the world. One of the things I did was just try to find the source of the illness, the disease that drives us all apart. You know, I'm a, I'm a 60s kid. And I thought along with all my peers in my generation that with the internet, the more we knew each other, the better relations would be. It seemed like a simple proposition. It was a very high ideal that sustained my generation through times even more turbulent than these days, if you can believe it. Although no one back then questioned whether America might cease to exist with just, just one more election. But I was wrong. We were wrong. We could not have been more wrong. The more we get to know each other, the more we hate, despise, and want to kill and destroy each other. The nature of public discourse has deteriorated to the point now where political figures talk openly about shooting, hanging, and jailing their opponents because they are evil. Not because they disagree, but because they are evil baby eaters and pedophiles and worse. My favorite is Florida's famous uh, drag queen, his own self, Rhonda Santos, with the flaming red hair, who said he will, quote, start slitting throats on day one, end quote. Start slitting throats on day one. Wow. <clears throat> Imagine, if you will, what, uh, what would have happened to someone who said that kind of crap back in the day? His or her own party would be the very first to expel them. Back then, there were no MAGA Nazis. Now, there are no Republicans. None. While I rarely agreed with the GOP throughout the 70s, 80s, and 90s, I had respect for them as people. I knew that what they wanted was to do the best for America, even if I thought that many of their proposals would hurt and did hurt the country. It's opinion. A person's loyalty and patriotism were not questioned as just a matter of routine, as a, as a way to discredit a person that you simply disagree with. This crap in our system is not coming from both sides. It is not something for which both sides are guilty. That is simply a lie and a very, very big lie. The fact that people still try and make that silly argument rather naive argument, tells me two things. First, that there was a time in America where mostly civil discourse allowed two views to be heard and considered. Seems uh, like an ideal dream today, doesn't it? But I remember those days. Second, it tells me the speaker is not paying the slightest attention to the reality that is staring them right in the face. Before you say, uh, but Gary, 
the progressives have been guilty of some of the same stuff. I just want to say that I know that both sides were, at different points, guilty of violating our core values for election wins. Those days actually passed a very long time ago. And I believe it started with uh, the person who is my vote for the second worst president in recent U.S. history, one uh, Ronnie Reagan. He was the first to put down critics as un-American and unpatriotic. He did a lot more to fan the flames, but let's just take this as a point of reference. Since then, since that pronouncement, the temperature of the vitriol has grown on an almost daily basis to where we are now. The simple truth is this. MAGA-Nazis have a great deal of hatred in what they call their hearts and look at people as enemies and obstacles. Progressive really do believe to their core that most people are decent and that together we can make this world a better place, this country a better place. MAGA-Nazis have no such belief. They believe that the world is a dangerous and evil people, full of evil, what's well, a dangerous place, full of evil people, whose only goal on rising every single day is to harm them. They think everybody gets up every day just to get them, just to take them, get them, show them. It's like that in Hungary, where I, I spent 10 years with my family. I promise you, there is not one single Hungarian who does not believe in their hearts every morning when they get up that the only reason other Hungarian people get out of bed is because they want to steal everything that this person owns. Really, I know that sounds like an exaggeration, but I was there 10 years. The result is a mostly uncivil society full of suspicious, unfriendly people. They treat each other pretty badly in reality including a daily murderers of the uh, minority Roma people. And their government, led by an autocrat named Viktor Orban, encourages that fear of the other every day in every way. Yeah, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the very same Oban, Orban, who is a darling of the MAGA Nazis, spoken at their events even. And I suspect uses Tucker Carlson as a sex toy. I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. He's also the very same one that confiscated, illegally, I might add, my wife's radio network and threatened her life. Yeah, he's a real nice man, all right. Right in the mold of uh, Cruz and Gates and Biggs and little dirty Donnie, his own self. You know, real manly men. So, what is the upshot of all this fear, this hatred, this suspicion, this uh, unflinching desire to crush people who disagree with you, you ask? Can words really kill, Gary, you ask? That's a very good question because the answer is so friggin' obvious. Here's the answer. The answer is Jacksonville. The answer is George Floyd. The answer is Breonna Taylor. The answer is Wilmington, North Carolina. The answer is Tulsa, Oklahoma. The answer is Watts. The answer is obvious. 
It is the mainstreaming of violence, the normalization of mass murder, the tacit approval of killing whole communities. That is where all the hate speech takes us. And mega-Nazis are the only side responsible for these crimes against fellow Americans, our fellow Americans. Only mega-Nazis have no problem with, quote, slitting throats, end quote, of people who disagree with you. They love that. Only MAGA-Nazis claim to be saving America while actively trying to destroy every single cons- uh, institution, that is, that makes us, us. The armed forces, the intelligence community, the legal justice system, public education. The list goes on and on and nauseatingly on. In this fight, there is only one side that can fix this ever-increasing problem that will eventually destroy the country if something is not done, and done soon. Oh, wait, wait. Someone in the back just asked, but Gary, which side is that? Well, silly person. It's our side. It's the side of people who love this country and its possibilities and its future. It's the side that believes everyone should have true equality under the law, and in our society as well. It's the side of the people who believe in our precious constitution and the very basic concept of the rule of law and the social compact, something that the uh, Republicans used to bring up a lot back in the 60s and 70s, this concept of the social compact. MAGA Nazis not only do not believe in it, they see it as socialist simply because it has the word social in it. No other reason, just that. They don't even know what it means. Just got that evil word in it. So came from the devil. In short, the side that is going to save us is us. No white chargers, nobody in the cape, just us. To do that, you must vote. Next year, you must. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again right now. I personally do not see voting as a right. I quite clearly see it as a duty and an obligation. If you want the Nazis, the MAGA Nazis here, to go to the scrap heap of history, like the European Nazis they so admire and wish to emulate, then get out and vote. Volunteer to register others to vote or volunteer to watch the polls, or volunteer to drive seniors and less fortunate people to the polls, so their voice can be heard too. There are no good excuses not to do that. Little Dirty Donnie has quite clearly and openly told us, without a hint of shame or irony, that he will reduce government to one person, him. He alone will run every single department. He alone will run DOJ. He alone will decide who gets to vote, who wins court cases, or, or can even bring them in the first place. And yes, he will jail his critics. He said that. I am not making this up. This is not hyperbole. He said that. Every single word. When everyone is under it, what do we do? Stand up, fight back. When everyone is under it, what do we do? Stand up, fight back. We never is under it. What do we do? Stand up, fight back. Well, all that's pretty heavy, but uh, so this will be a wrap for this one, I guess. 
there won't be a uh, a separate rant. I hope you don't mind that I ran the first partner political rant together, so there won't be a separate uh, political rant. Hey, stop that. I did it because they, they really do go together, this episode. Uh, one just leads right into the other, and it's, one subject takes a lot of time, especially this uh, ugly, dis- ugly subject. Anyway, if you have a comment on this or anything else, or if you want to send me comments to read on this podcast, please send them to me at thepodcast at gvbrights.com. It's a podcast, the podcast at gvbrights.com or stop by the site at www.gvbrights.com where you can learn about the podcast, my books, and the mentoring I do in Malawi. There's lots to learn there, so stop by sometime. I promise you'll definitely find something to spark your interest, including my latest release, an aviation-based crime thriller that's set in the mid-1970s full of sex, drugs, rock and roll, and a whole lot of flying. It will grab you from the opening scene, I promise, and will not let you go until you are out of breath at the end. That opening scene, by the way, came straight out of one of my, out of my very own logbook. It's a flight I took. It's a, a flight I have relieved many, many times, and uh, I'm starting to do it again, so i got to get, get motivating here. And uh, I have a special uh, announcement. If you're tired of the influence of the MAGA Nazis on the radio and the people who actually sort of dictate policy to the MAGA Nazis, I'm not going to say their name. Everybody knows the the names of the people who are working so hard to uh, to destroy our government and our our society. They're everywhere. So. I'm going to start small. I'm, I'm going to start on YouTube. I'm going to start uh, a new channel. It's going to be called Gary Talks Truth. I'm going to set that up today, the 5th, and uh, get that all set up. I should drop the first um, episode uh, tomorrow on the 6th. And uh, we'll see. I promise you'll like it. It's uh, not going to pull any punches. So uh, thanks again for spending some precious time with me. I, I truly do appreciate it, and I'm honored that you chose to do so. You know, you own nothing more precious than your time. So thank you very much for spending some of that precious commodity with me. And I'll be back in 10 days or so, going out to California. Going to spend a couple of weeks. Go to a wedding see a bunch of old friends, go revisit the old stomping grounds out there. I miss it. I believe I belong out West. I really believe that. So, uh, so for now folks, adios amigos and muchas gracias.